Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Fantastic. So are you guys ready to uh, bring your dreams to God this morning? You've been dreaming this week. You've been thinking it and writing it all down. Fantastic. Well, I, uh, I want to share for you Mark eleven twenty two. 22. I shared it before, but it says this. It says, Jesus answered them and said, have faith in God. As we walk into 2020, we're already in it. We're almost a month through. But as we continue to journey through 2020, if you hear nothing else from me today, it's have faith in God. That those things that he's spoken into your heart, those things that he revealed to you in your quiet times, the dreams that you've had, the things that you've seen, have faith in God. Regardless of how impossible, regardless of how far-fetched it seems that you would dream such a dream, my, my, my encouragement to you this morning is have faith in God. He is awesome. He's good and loving. It says, for assuredly I say to you. And when Jesus says, assuredly I say to you, it's something that we should be listening to. Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believes that these things will happen, it will be done for him. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask for when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Whatever things in 2020 that you ask for in prayer, don't just ask for in prayer, stand in faith. Go to that place of going, I believe, God, that you can do exceedingly abundantly. I'm bringing this to you because I know that you can. I can't see how you will, but I believe that you can. And I love that. Whatever things you ask for, believe. The beginning of vision is always faith in God. If you want to get a a bigger vision for your life, if you want to look beyond today and the immediate and the, the imposing and that's which pushing back against you, have faith in God. Because if you could have done it by now, you would have done it by now. But you've wanted to do it and you've dreamt about it and you've, you've desired it, but it hasn't happened because you haven't invited God into the middle. We have to submit. We have to give to God. So that seed of faith saying, God, I want to do this journey with you. I want to journey with you through 2020, believing that it's going to be the greatest year of my life. Does anybody remember the old classic hunters and collectors song, Do You See What I See? Do you see what I see? I think God's standing up in heaven going, do, do you see what I see? I, I'm, a, I'm at an elevated place. Come up to where I am. Lift your eyes to where I am because I see things differently to how you see them. Where you see impossibility, I see breakthrough. Where you see impoverishment, I see blessing and abundance. Where you see hopelessness, I'm over here on the other side in hope saying all things are working together for your good. God wants to call you out to a new place this year, to an enlarged place, to a bigger place, but you first have to see it in your mind's eye. You first have to close your eyes, close your eyes all across the room. Close your eyes. See that impossibility being smashed. See that health issue being broken. See dollars coming into your bank account. See relational restoration. See it in your mind's eye right now because if you can see it and you can believe for it, God can make it happen. In Isaiah 43, 19, it says, see, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. God is making a way for you in 2020. Where there's been desolation and destruction and isolation, God is making a stream to flow through that place, a stream of provision or a stream of healing or a stream of faith or a stream of health. God is the one. Everything comes from him. It says every good and perfect gift comes to you from your Father in heaven. Seek him. 
call out to him, believe him, just, just pull out of heaven whatever you want, whatever you need, whatever you're believing for, stand in faith and say, God, I'll take that. Thank you very much. God, that's what I need. I'll have that. Thank you. Devil, I'm rebuking you. I'm standing against you. I'm actively opposing you because the Bible says, if I'm self-controlled and alert, you can't touch my life. Amen. Come on. Amen. There's a quote by Dr. Miles Monroe. It says, I think that the greatest gift God ever gave man is not the gift of sight, but the gift of vision. Sight is a function of the eyes, but vision is a function of the heart. When a person doesn't have vision, uh, their life, they live by their eyes. That means they live by what they see. That's one of the reasons why people are so depressed, and that's why the future never becomes a reality. Vision is a source of hope. It's a source of courage. It's a source of perseverance in the midst of difficulty. Why do you need vision for 2020? Because the vision for 2020 will carry you through the storms, the challenges, the opposition, the negativity, the, the, the depressive and oppressive forces that try and come against you. We need a vision. And I love what, you know, all through the Bible, the prophets of the time were referred to as seers. Those who saw not just through their natural eyes, but in their spirit man. And I want to encourage you to let your spirit man come alive because I believe God is calling us to be seers for our generation, for our family, for our friends, for, for the future. I love what it says in Jeremiah 1, 5. It says, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Before you were set apart, I ordained you as a prophet to the nations. I want you to see so that you can say. I want you to see so prophetically and creatively you can speak God's word into tomorrow and see it come to pass. And, and it, you, we, just, we just have to do it. I want to ask you the question, what do you see? What's your dream for your family? What's your dream for your church and, and what's your dream for your city? And if you don't have a dream that's beyond you, you need to get a bigger dream a bigger vision. Don't just live for self. Don't just live for me and mine. Live for beyond. And that's why when we're praying for leaders and we connect group leaders and pastors, I'm so impressed because these guys have said, I'm laying down my life, my will and my agenda for the betterment of someone else. Can we give them a hand this morning? You know, Rodney Francis once wrote this, knowing who I am determines the type of person that I am, the life that I live, the vision I carry, the faith level I live at, the challenge I will, I will rise to. What I believe about me is powerful, is a powerful seed that is setting the course of my future. What you believe about you, what you see in your minds, I'm always going to be defeated. I'm always going to have an addiction. I'm always going to be in lack. I'm always going to have this health. What you see about you sets the course because we travel in life in the direction of our dominant thoughts. So today I want you to get a, if that's you, I want you to break the power of that thing. And I say, I want, I'm going to have a good vision. I'm going to have a positive vision. I'm going to get the God vision for my life because, because the word of God says that the way of the righteous winds upwards. Uh, Helen Keller, and I don't know if you know Helen Keller. Helen Keller was born with sight and then got contracted some, uh, some thing back in the day and she lost her sight and her hearing. But she became an author, a political act- activist and a lecturer. And she said this, the only thing worse than being blind is having sight but no vision. So often people are wandering through life with their sight but no vision. Vision that will carry them beyond today. Vision that will carry them beyond. The storms of life come. We will face trouble in life. We will face challenges. The Bible says no weapon formed against you will prosper, but they will be formed. The enemy will come against you. It said, uh, you know, Jesus said the gates of hell will not prevail, but they're there. 
The gates, the, 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 the marauding, you know, forces of hell are there trying to intimidate and trying to lie to and trying to limit in life, but they won't, they've got no effect, but we have to have a vision beyond the challenge I face today. Proverbs 29 says, where there's no vision, no revelation of God and his word, the people are unrestrained, but happy and blessed is he who keeps the law. We need vision in our lives. It, it, vision stops us just stumbling through life, existing but not living and surviving but not thriving. That's not how you were created. God created you to live in victory. It's what First Corinthians says. Thanks be to God that gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Victory in life is through having a vision in Jesus, looking under him, the author and finisher of our faith. And Melissa shared it before, but Habakkuk 2.2, the Lord answered and said, write the vision down and make it plain on tablets that he who reads it may run. Write the vision down and make it plain. Keep it simple. I'm pretty simple. I'm a, I'm a simple Aussie. I like my meat pie. I don't mind a VB. It needs to be nice and chilled. But a simple guy, simple in my thought thinking, th- simple in life application, says write it down though. Write the vision down, and that's what we're going to do here, and then we're going to pray over this, and we're going to stick it on our fridges, on our mirrors, whatever we're going to do, but write it down because it'll keep you on track. You know, I know I know when I go to Canberra how to get through Canberra. I know the main arterial road in. I know the ring road. I know where Parliament House is. But recently, if I had have gone to Canberra, I couldn't have seen where I was going because it was engulfed with a dust storm. And confusion reigned. And in the middle of the day, at midday, it was like midnight. And there was just orange dust everywhere. And the, the air quality was the worst in the world. But I know where Canberra is. And I, I've been there before. But I think there's people walking around in life in a perpetual dust storm of emotions or dust storm of finances or dust storm of health issues that are oblivious to the God opportunities that, that, are, that are there. Canberra's still there. Canberra didn't leave. The dust storm came and it went, but so often we walk through life with our our head in a dust storm because we're not looking to God, we're looking at our circumstance. We're not looking to what can change my eternity, we're looking to the immediate that's pressing in on me. We need a vision. And in Matthew 6 it says, don't worry. I think one of the things that robs vision the most is worry. Don't worry about what you'll eat, don't worry about what you'll drink, don't worry about what you'll wear. God knows what you need. He says, look at, the, look at the lilies of the field, look at the birds of the air. They neither toil nor spin, but your Father provides for them. How much more will he provide for you? Don't worry. And why does Jesus need to say don't worry? Because that's what we do. We worry. We take our eyes off our source and we, we go to our, to our stress. We take our eyes off the provider and, and, we, and we go to a place of panic. But he says, don't worry. I don't want you to worry. Don't worry for 2020. Don't worry about the, that bill. Have faith in God. That was, that was going to be believe, and then it was have faith in God. It was a, <laughs> Stop looking at your circumstances and start looking to Jesus. You know, the amazing thing is we actually just need to start to see. As believers, as Christ, we just need to open our eyes and see. The Bible says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. He who has eyes to see, let him see. Which means I can have eyes and not see. Do you, know, do you know the disciples, even after three years with Jesus, didn't see Jesus? Not all the time. Because they were on a boat being buffeted around by a horrendous storm. 
And Jesus got up and said, quiet, be still. And they said, who is this that even the waves of the sea obey him? They had eyes. They'd seen what he'd done. They'd seen the miracles. They'd seen the provision. They'd seen the, the, the dead raised to life. And they said, who is this? We need to get back to a place daily where we're saying, God, let me see you. Let me hear your voice. Let me feel your presence. I'm reliant on you in 2020. I I want you to make a way where there hasn't been a way. I want you to create streams in the wasteland where there's only been death and desolation. Amen? I think there's five kind of key areas that we specifically need to see in 2020 if it's going to be the greatest year of our life. And that's what we've been declaring. This is going to be the greatest year of our life, the freest, the most joy-filled, the most abundant. This is going to be the greatest year of our lives. And the first thing is, I think we need to see God's processes. You can't walk in blessing apart from walking in God's ways. Psalm 1 says, blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor sits in the way of sinners, nor stands in the way of mockers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. It goes on to say, everything he does prospers. There there, there are trees by the the streams. There There is blessing. There is abundance. There's provision. We all want the blessing, the abundance, and the provision. We don't always want to walk in God's ways. Can I encourage you? And Matt, that was just a sensational word, and I love your honesty, and I love your transparency. There's been times where I have, there's been times where I haven't. God's all right with that, because it's a journey. And we're journeying in him, and we're journeying in faith, and we're strengthening our faith the way we journey. And it says in Psalm 84, it says, blessed are those whose strength is in you who have set their heart on pilgrimage. Can I encourage you in 2020, don't stop journeying, but journey with God. Don't stop walking. Don't, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Yet yeah, just keep walking and you will get through the shadow of death. You will get through the valley. You will get out the other side. The light at the end of the tunnel is Jesus calling you forward to a better day, to a day of breakthrough, to a day that is beyond what was trying to limit you and, and contain you and kill you. The devil comes to steal, kill and destroy, but I have come that you may have life and life more abundantly. God's will for your world is abundance of life. I'm not just talking finances, I'm talking every area of your world. Where have you got lack in your life right now? Because God wants to bring abundance to that. Where are you lacking peace? Where are you lacking joy? Just say, God, this is it, right here. And write it down on your dream card. God, I want joy in this area. I want peace in this area. I want breakthrough in this area, whatever it may be. But to be fruitful and multiply in life, we've got to work with God's processes, not against them. Genesis 1.29 says, So God said, Behold, I've given you every plant yielding seed that is on the surface of the entire earth, every tree which is, has fruit yielding seed, it will be food for you. But then in Genesis 8 it says, While the earth remains seed time and harvest, so he may have given us every seed that we need for food that is good, but we have to plant the seed. We have to, we have to move in faith. We have to live by faith to see the God seeds in our lives germinate and produce what they're meant to produce. While the earth remains, sea time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. Love what it says in Matthew 5. It says, so he who'd been given five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered me five talents. Look, I've gained five more talents beside them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful with a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. When we put into play, when we put into action what God has first given us, we see it multiplied. He then multiplies it back to us again and says, go into the joy of the Lord, I'm blessing you. We have to do life God's ways if we want to experience God's blessings. Proverbs 3.5, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, 
I can't understand this. If I give my money away, I have less. No, God says I'm going to bless the 90% so that it goes further than your 100% ever could. My ways aren't your ways. My thoughts aren't your thoughts. They're above your ways. They're above your thoughts. Amen? Work with God in 2020. The second thing is we've got to see identity. We've got to see who we are in Christ. Do you know who you are in Christ? Can you see it in your mind's eye? Can you see yourself as a cherished child of the king? Can you see yourself as royalty? Can you see yourself as a person of authority that rules and reigns in life, that is above and not beneath? Can you see yourself as God sees you? Because in Exodus 7 uh, verse 1 it says, So the Lord said to Moses, See, I have made you as God to Pharaoh, and Aaron your brother shall be your prophet. You shall speak all that I command you, and Aaron your brother shall tell Pharaoh to send the children of Israel out of the land. Moses didn't see himself as a God to Pharaoh. He saw himself as somebody that was insignificant and had a stutter. He saw himself as someone that was limited and couldn't do or achieve what God had called him to do. You may see yourself that way. I want to encourage you, stop listening to the past, stop listening to experience, stop listening to the lies of the devil or or words of negativity spoken over your life and say, God, how do you see me? Because i, I got to tell you, through one weak man who didn't see himself as anything but was willing to accept a word from God, three million Israelites were set free from 400 plus years of slavery. You may feel insignificant. You may feel like you can't. You may feel like there are circumstances that dictate why you won't, but God says you will. You need to see who you are in Christ. The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Sometimes I just have to agree with God when I don't feel like it. You, you are the head and not the tail. I feel like the tail and not the head. doesn't matter. I've called you the head. Therefore, I'm going to act as the head. I'm going to step out into what God says, not what I feel. I'm not going to let my life be dictated to by my emotions. 2020 won't be a year dictated to by emotions. I'm going to live by principles and promises, and I'm going to see the victory of the Lord come. Amen? Come on, let's give the Lord a hand this morning. We've got to see victory in 2019, in 2018, in 2017. Every year you may have seen defeat. I want you to start seeing victory in 2020. I want you to see yourself overcoming. I want to see you to see yourself getting that promotion, getting that breakthrough, having, having things done you know, to you by God. Because in Joshua 6, it says, Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. No one went in, no one came out. And the Lord said to Joshua, See. The Lord said to Joshua, see, I have given Jericho into your hand. It's king and the mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city and your men of war. You shall go around the city once. Then you shall do, this you shall do for six days and, and seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns, da, 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 da. But the seventh day you will march around the city seven times. The priests will blow their trumpets and it will come to pass when they make a long blast with a ram's horn. And when you hear the sound of the trumpet that all the people shall shout with a great shout, then the wall of the city will will fall down flat and the people shall go. I love this. God is saying, you know what? Here's a fortified city. Here's, here's an impenetrable city, but I'm giving it to you. But in your mind, you go, you can't. The, the, the walls of Jericho were so thick, they would ride chariots around on top of it. It, it was so fortified. It was so armored that nobody came in and nobody came out. And, and they didn't have an army. They had a God. 
They didn't. You see, so, so you may be looking at a fortified city. You may be looking at a situation of impossibility in 2020, and God says, I'm going to give you the wisdom. I'm going to give you the insight, and I'm going to give you the understanding. If you will be willing and obedient to do all that I call of you, I will lead you into victory in 2020. Jeremiah 32, 27 says, I am the Lord, the God of all creation. If you're a created being, he's your God. Is there anything too hard for me? God's not asking the question because he doesn't know the answer. He wants you to know that nothing is too hard for him. Nothing is impossible. In fact, all things are possible if you will only believe. If you'll step out in faith and you'll believe for victory, God will lead you into it in Jesus' name. Daniel was thrown into a lion's den, a moment of impossibility. Yet when they took the stone away the following morning, he was unharmed and unmarked. And he was brought out of the lion's den. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego wouldn't bow their knee to false gods and intimidation. And even after the the fire was heated seven times more than it usually was, they walked out without even the smell of smoke upon them. Our God is a God of impossible. Our God is a God that causes us to rise above. Our God is a God that leads us into victory. I love that song. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. Just let that be. If you have to get up every morning depressed and broke and broken, but the first thing you say is, I'm going to see a victory, do it. Do it once. Do it twice. Do it 10 times. Let that become the anthem for the year ahead. And I'm telling you, after a week, after two weeks, something will shift in your spirit and you'll start to see life different. You'll start to do life different and God will start to stir upon you and through you. And we we just got to give God something to work with in 2020. Amen. I'm going to give him victory, not fear, not doubt, not any other thing. Fourth thing is this, and then we're going to pray in like three minutes. The fourth thing is we've got to see provision. God is able to provide for you in 2020. God is able to make a way. I love this in 1 Kings. It says, Elijah the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead said to Ahab, as the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand, there should be no dew nor rain these years except at my word. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, get away from here, turn eastward and hide by the brook Cherith, which flows from the Jordan. And it will be that you shall drink from the brook. They've just entered into drought. He's just declared drought. There'll be no dew. There'll be no rain. He says, I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. So he went and did according to the word, the word of the Lord. He went and followed God's process. It looked like there was drought. It looked like there was impossibility. God asked him to do something, so he did, and the miracle came. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord, for he went and stayed by Brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. Then ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning. Ravens are one of the most uh, selfish birds, creatures there are. They don't share their food. They don't bring people meat and bread, but God commanded it to be so, so it was so. There, There are People in your world right now that God is orchestrating to bless your life. You just have to believe. You just have to go to where God sends you and believe in a good and loving God that's promised you and he will do it. Amen. God's your provider, not your job. Not Your your job isn't your stream of income. Your assets aren't your security. It can dry up in a moment. God is your provider. And like Matt said, for 27 years, I've lived according to I'm going to honor God. I'm going to bring my tithes. I'm going to bring my first fruits. I'm going to bring my offerings. And, and I got to tell you, I have never, ever done it, it. It gets close at times. It gets stretched at times. There's, but, but that's the faith journey. That's the journey of I'm white knuckled, but God, I'm still holding on. I, I, I've put my hand to the plow, so I'm not looking back. I'm looking forward because, because what you promised shall happen. See 2020 as a year to flourish and prosper. Amen. You don't have to keep it all. If you make a billion dollars, you don't have to keep it all. 
You, you can bless people. You, you can give to charities and organizations and churches. You don't have to keep it all. But I challenge you, why don't you just get out there and prosper? Why don't you go out there and live according to what God has created you to live? Amen? Last thing is this, is you got to see your authority. What's God set you over that you're currently living under? Because so many people live under what God has called them to live over. Again, is it addiction? Is it hurt? Is it guilt? Is it, is it offense? Let's get over some things today. Let, let's let some things go. The Bible says, forgive lest you be forgiven. Don't, don't hold on to things. Don't bear grudges. Don't hold people accountable. Don't, don't hold people to a higher standard than you hold yourself. Let's let some things go this morning. God wants you to rule over. In Jeremiah 1, 10, it says, See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down, to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? What do you see? Do you see, oh my gosh, in five days' time, I'm not sure I can pay that bill? Or do you see, I, I am the Lord, I, I, you know, the, the cattle on a thousand hills are mine. I'm the God of heaven whose streets align with gold. What do you see? Because what you see and what you focus on is what you will believe and what you will act upon. God wants you to see so that you can say. Because his word in your mouth is a creative, unstoppable force. He wants you to see so that you can say. And in Jeremiah 1, verse 11, It says, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I said, I see the branch of an almond tree. Then the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I am actively watching over my word to fulfill it. God is looking for opportunity to prove his faithfulness in your life. He just wants you to take a hold of his word, put it in your mouth and shoot it out like an arrow into your future so he can fulfill and bring to pass all that is promised. Amen. God wants to show you what he intends doing for you. Isaiah 64 says, God works for those who wait for him. He meets with those who rejoice. So when we wait on God and we carry a spirit of joy, God is actively waiting to work on our behalf and to fulfill his word. I think we just get so engrossed in the day-to-day and the immediate that we, we miss what God's trying to show us. God wants to show us some things this morning. Why don't we just close our eyes? We're going to write down these visions. I'm going to ask the, the team to come. And we're going to pray over our dreams and our visions. We need to see, church. We need to see. The devil wants to rob you of sight. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy. But God wants you to see the abundance and the magnificence of, of life in him. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. For more life-changing messages, visit us online at c3noosa.org. If you've been blessed by this message, please consider partnering with us financially to see the work of God continue flourishing in and through C3 Church Noosa. God bless.